This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. All right, welcome to the Full Blast Podcast. Before we get into it, let's take care of a little bit of business, okay? Number one, Total Boat. Total Boat, baby. Total Boat makes adhesives, paints, primers, and polishing compounds. And they started making stuff for boaters and DIYers. And then they realized that the maker community could really benefit from their products. If you go to TotalBoat.com, put in the promo code FULLBLAST10, you're going to get 10% off your order. I would highly suggest getting their high-performance two-part epoxy. I just used it for handle scales today. Uh, It's great stuff. I love, love, love their UV Cure Clear Resin. Um, that stuff's dynamite. You put a little bit on, hit it with the UV flashlight, and it gets hard. It's it's just incredible stuff. Um, the thick set casting epoxy is perfect for if you want to try to make some some handle scales, or you want to make some resin tables, or make some flooded river table. That's the stuff for you guys like Keith Decent, Derek from Alden, Jimmy Deresta. Keith Mitchell, and I even spoke to Keith Johnson today about how he uses his Total Boat, and he loves it. So go get yourself some Total Boat, totalboat.com. Get 10% off your order with with, uh, Full Blast 10. It's great stuff. I I really, really like it, and I appreciate the fact that they're really reaching out to the maker community, and they're, you know, dipping their toes in the knife-making community, too, and I love their stuff. It's dynamite stuff. So go get yourself some Total Boat. Number two, Axwax, axwax.us. They make an all-natural food-safe wax for your axes, for your hammers, for your wood, for your steel, for your leather. I use it all the time. I use it when uh, all my Neptune Sunrise knives are all getting uh, axe wax on the handles. I love how it finishes. It's great on the G10, and because I'm making culinary knives, it's nice to be able to give someone something that's food-safe, and it's great. It's great stuff, and if you go to axewax.us, put in promo code FULLBLAST10, you're going to get 10% off. If you're in the UK, UKKnifesupplies.com takes FULLBLAST10. If you're in Australia, NordicEdge.com.au takes FULLBLAST10. And if you're in the EU, uh, KnifeMaterial.at is taking Full Blast 10, and it's great stuff. I, I, I put it on all my culinary stuff. I put it on my non-culinary stuff. I use it on my hammers when I pre- prepare to go out and I'm going to forge somewhere or I'm forging or I want to just clean my hammers up. I always use a little bit of Axe Wax on there, and it's dynamite stuff. So go get yourself some Axe Wax, okay? Next thing is I want you to think about your website. Your website is something that should be helpful to you. It should be something that kind of takes away all the problems. It's to be your assistant. It's your unpaid assistant that works 24 hours a day. And what you should use it for is a way to get not have to do a lot of back and forth emails back and forth in the DMs. We all know that DMs is the worst place to be in the world. And you can get one with a new website. So if you go to akinteractive.com slash full blast, Andreas Kalani will make you fill out a little paperwork. You'll figure out exactly what you want. And then he'll use his 20 plus years of experience in design and marketing to figure out what you need. Maybe you need a new website. He can build you a website. Maybe you need your website fixed up. He can fix your website. Maybe you need your logo redesigned. He can help you with that. He's got 20 years of experience. 20 years of experience doing uh, marketing corporate for corporations. Uh, he did he does design websites for corporate identities and entire company branding. He can make you a mobile-friendly website that can update you can update from your phone. And he's done it all. He made beautiful websites for Steve Schwarzer, Mike Tyree, Charlie Lionheart, and many, many more. 
It would be foolish for you not to even consider it. And he does consult. And he's doing a great job. So go get yourself a good website. And I'm not, I'm telling you this. He's a maker. But before he was a maker, he was making websites. So he speaks your language. You know what I'm saying? If he speaks your language, it's good enough for me. And it's good enough for me. It's good enough for you. So get yourself a new website. And if you use uh, akinteractive.com slash full blast, you're going to get 10% off your website or whatever you need done. It's worth it. And he, it's definitely worth it. And Andreas Kalani is the man. And I definitely appreciate you, Andreas Kalani. Last thing is, is once again... Thank you, thank you, thank you to Broadback. Broadback Ironworks sent me a uh, surface grinder, and I used it, and it's dynamite. They are such a great company. They're knife makers making products for other knife makers and sculptors and metal workers. Their 2x72 grinder is uh, unstoppable. I've been using it for, I guess, maybe close to three or three years now, every single day. And it's just unstoppable. I love it. I use it horizontally. I use it vertically. I love all their attachments, which are very user-friendly. They're very good for especially if you maybe you have a different type of chassis. Maybe you have a, a different type of chassis and you don't need a new chassis. You can just get the grinder attachments and they're great. And I love their grinder attachments. I use their their fullering, their fuller grind their, their fuller kind of like a contact wheels. I use their contact wheels. They have an integral grinding platter. Plat- that kind of helps you kind of not only grind in your integrals if you're doing a, a integral bolster, but it helps you get the flats without getting anything weird. That's a dynamite uh, unsung hero uh, for sure. So go get yourself a, a good uh, grinder. Go get yourself a Broadback Ironworks grinder, and you won't you won't regret it. So go to BroadbackIronworks.com, and they have sales all over the place. I know that if you put in promo code Knife Talk, you will be upgraded to the best platen. They're flat platen. It's called the Mareco platen. The Mareco platen is a dynamite platen. I love that thing. It's great. It's got a big contact wheel on the bottom and a small one. It's got a deep throat. So you can get right. You can get turn around and you can get all over the place with it. It's dynamite. So thank you once again, BroadbackIronworks.com. Thank you to all my sponsors. And let's just talk for a little bit, okay? Listen, guys. Before we do the idea of what the DSP in the vault is, I have a couple things I want to say. Number one is, I am so impressed with this year's Blade Show. Uh, I'm so impressed with all the, 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 seeing the pictures. I really wish I could have been down there. I was on, this is the reason why I'm doing the downward spiral uh, from the vault, because I'm under these crazy deadlines and I just couldn't make it. But it was so wonderful to see all the people going down there, supporting each other, being part of a wonderful community down in Atlanta. And it looked like a blast. And I just want to say congratulations to the biggest ABS uh, Journeyman Smith Test uh, class. Congratulations. Uh, I know my buddy Rick Hall was down there. He got a Journeyman Smith and Dennis Tyrell and Yellis and all these great guys. But I want to say a few things about some of my former guests and going to be coming up soon guests. Big shout out to Matt Parkinson. He won the WF Moran Moran Award for the finest knife in the Moran style. Had him on a couple weeks ago. Matt is the man. Uh, he made it down there and he pulled it. He pulled out some awards. So God bless you. We are for you, Matt Parkinson. Go follow Sword Matt. We're listening to his episode. His episode was dynamite. Actually, his episode was dynamite, and it helped. His episode when he talked about Blade Show helped. 
Matt Stagmer, who passed his journeyman Smith, he was on a couple weeks ago. Matt Stagmer, congratulations. James Fleming, that's Wasteland Forge. He was on earlier this year. Congratulations. You passed the journeyman Smith and Will Stelter. Congratulations to Will. Of course, I mean, who's going to deny Will? He flailed all the way through and no problem. He did what I told, what I knew was going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, I knew exactly what Will Stelter was going to do. He was going to make beautiful knives and he was going to flail to the end and he was going to do this fake, he was going to do this fake, I'm never going to pass, get flailing to the end. And he coughed it up. He did it like a champion. A little peril in your life is good for the blood. Will Stelter, congratulations. Congratulations to Will, James, Matt, all the other guys who uh, who passed. It is an incredible honor, and you should be very proud of yourselves. We're all rooting for you. Everyone was cheering on. You have no idea how many messages I was getting all um, uh, throughout the weekend. Did he pass? Did he pass? How did he do? How's Matt do? How did Will do? How did James do? How did all the other guys? Everyone's giving me all sorts of stuff. Everyone's asking me questions. I, I don't know. I'm not down there. I wouldn't know. The one person I want to give a thank you to, a congratulations to, who I also got an insane amount of DMs about was the new master bladesmith, Nicholas Rossi. Nick Rossi is a gangster. Nick Rossi is the gangster of gangsters. Everyone said, did you hear what Nick Rossi did? Nick Rossi didn't say a fucking word. He didn't even tell anybody. He was going to be testing for Master Bladesmith. He just did his little thing and he did his normal thing with and high level, high level, high level, high level. Next thing you know, my phone started blasting off and you're never going to believe who's here in the testing room. Nick Rossi. Nick Rossi set the tone for how you become a gangster. He shouldn't tell anybody. He didn't tell anyone he's going out to Atlanta. He showed up like a wraith. Went into the from what I from the stories I've been told. Went into the judging room. Didn't say a goddamn thing. Laid his knives down. Got judged. Put his knives back in the bag and took off like a G. Didn't say a word. I think he said hello to a couple people and he didn't say a word. Now, if you are part, if you got some of his online courses. You were privy to see his knives, and I bought some of his. I would highly suggest getting uh, getting at- attached to his uh, online courses over at his website. They're great. He, he's got great cl- uh, online classes, and I tell you what. And he and he's got. If you join the online courses, you buy the courses, you get a subs- you get like membership to his his super secret uh, super secret bladesmith group on Facebook. So we got to see those knives that he put for his master bladesmith and they are stunning as you would expect. No, no, no surprises here. The only surprise is, is he's more of a gangster than I ever thought possible. He set the tone. He paved the way for the way to be a gangster. He is going to go down in history as the guy who just slipped in, showed up, tested and fucked away off with the master bladesmith and everyone was like this is the coolest motherfucker of all time so my hats off to you nick rossi gangster ms i i don't know i think that there should be it should be nick rossi ms and then you should have another stamp that says g and it should just be for such a you're a gangster you're a gangster 
That was awesome. I'm telling you, you have no idea. If you uh, Nick, Nick, Nick listens to this, you have no idea how many people snuck into my DMs and said, do you have any idea what a gangster Nick Rossi is? So congratulations to all the people who... Uh, you know what? Congratulations to everyone who tested. Congratulations to everyone who, who stuck their neck out, who paved the way, who made a great job, who spent time and energy for the ABS, which this is all very good. All these young guys, Ryan Brewer, he made it happen. All these guys, I know that um, there was a lot of other guys. I, I just, their names, their names escape me at the moment. I apologize, but anybody who tested, who went down there to test, I'm saluting you, and I just want you to know. After my conversation with Matt Stagmer. I'm back in line. I'm completely on board with the ABS. I am in good standing. Of course, I have. I'm starting back at the rung, at the bottomest rung as always, because that's just how I do. At this point, if I had been in in line, if I had paid my dues correctly, and I'll tell you what you're supposed to do. You pay your dues in line correctly. In line correctly. I could have been a master bladesmith by now. It's been like at least 10 years or five, eight years. And I just, I'm back at square one and I'm happy to be at square one. I'm going to, and I'm not going to say another word because I'm going to, I'm doing the Nick Rossi move. I'm doing the Nick Rossi Wraith move. I want to be, if I, if you, I'm going to go for the Wraith, if I do a, any ABS testing, which I expect to, it's going to be a while because I got to start from scratch, guys. And I'm not calling in. I had messages saying we could get you in for free. We can get you in back. We can talk to some people. We can get you squared away again. I said, no, I don't want anything special. Nothing special. I wasn't good enough to pay on time. And now, I start from scratch, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Student for life, I'm with you. But I'm gonna go wraith style. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my, my, I'm giving the salute to Nick Rossi. I'm gonna go Nick Rossi style. If I do, we don't know. But this will be the last time I talk about it. Obviously not, because I gotta do this goddamn podcast every week. I'm, my, but I'm gonna. I, that would be the pathway to go wraith style. Show up, slap him down, get back on that plane, fuck, fuck away off. That's what I would do. So congratulations to everybody who went down there. It looked like a great time. And fuck it. I'll tell you, next week, next week, we're going to have, we're going to come back with a fresh interview, a fresh one, in the vein of the ABS, in the vein of the Journeyman Smith, next week, Will Stelter, James Fleming, and... Matt Stagmer will be on the podcast at the same time, and we we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap the whole weekend up. We're gonna talk about what happened. We're gonna talk about the fears. We're gonna talk about everything. We're gonna talk about the expectations. We're gonna get a deep dive into what it was like from the three three guys who passed a journeyman Smith. We're gonna hear all about it. So Will Seltzer next week, James Fleming next week, Matt Stagmer next week. Very exciting. Okay. In the meantime. I am on a, I'm sitting in a car recording this. You probably can hear the rain. This is not my normal recording situation. I had some things come up. I'm doing a big installation on tomorrow. And all my energy is forced onto this installation of public art. Something that I am relatively, I'm on the fence of whether or not I like doing public work or public art or not. Okay. 
This episode of the DSP from the vault. Now, if you listened last week, you'll know these the DSP Downward Spiral Podcast. Nico and I, Nico Tavernisi and I, used to do this twelve years ago. I'm taking old eps and I'm bringing them up, and I'm making some connections between back then and now. This episode that I'm going to be putting up is was the originally episode forty nine of the Downward Spiral Podcast. And it was, I've been listening through them all and, you know, sometimes there's some of them that are too inside that just wouldn't really translate well, but this one was great. Just to set the, set the stage. This episode was, was, was recorded in 2012. Nico and I were, uh, were, you know, we were into it. We were, we were doing every so often at the time, Nico had just come back from Iceland he was filming um, the movie Noah, the Darren Aronofsky movie Noah. They were they had filmed in uh, Iceland for a couple weeks, and actually we recorded while he was in Iceland. The episodes are a little bit like because of the time lag, and there was this weird. It, it is I'm not 100 percent sure that these are episodes I'm going to air. They're good, but they're just not. This one, he's just fresh back from Iceland, and they're filming in Long Island. And one of the parts of the story is that at the time, I guess, uh, what's his name? What's his name who played Noah? What's his, how can I forget this guy's name? This the big Australian. It'll come to me. The guy who played Noah had a, how can I forget this guy's name? This is outrageous. I'm not going to start this whole thing over again for that. You know who I'm talking about? You know who I'm talking about? He played Noah and he had a big problem. He was doing, uh, I guess he was, he was in a, uh, he was kayaking or something and he got stuck in the mud and he had to be rescued. What was his name? Gladiator. I know you're all yelling at me. You're yelling at me saying, I don't know the name. I'll, I'll come back at the end. So, what was his goddamn name? This is outrageous. Don't worry about it. So you're going to hear that. You're going to hear the backstory of how how Noah, the guy who played Noah, this is so embarrassing, the famous, famous Australian, he, he was stuck in the mud and how he was saved and he, and he told the backstory of how it happened. It was, it was a big story at the time in New York, but then we got the real story from behind the scenes, okay? So that was that. Uh, that was interesting. We talked about that and then Nico just wanted to fuck around. So we, it got a little bit, you know, we talked about death, we talked about uh, getting. Uh, we talked about uh, take, having surgeries and what that was like. We also talked about uh, a really interesting conversation. We 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 talked about. <laughs> we talked. I think we talked about butt chugging, but we'll see. I, I'm not 100 percent sure now that my my mind my mind is completely blank at this point. I'm still trying to remember who that goddamn guy was. I'll have it by the end of this little wrap up. So we then what we he wanted to know at the time. So this is 12 years ago, I. Had the last big piece of public art I I, I installed was uh, was about a week before, and I had a I had a very bad incident. I had a very bad incident with um, with the installation. I had uh, I had someone who was very cross with me, very very cross with me. So he wanted to hear that story. I told that story, and it really soured me to public art. And the reason why we're playing this one is I'm installing public art today tomorrow by the time this is up you you probably have seen pictures is this big ribbon and it's slightly controversial be honest with you and i'm not going to talk about it now and i'm not going to talk about it next week with will james and matt i will talk about it the following week 
with Leah Arapach. We're going to do art talk, and I'm going to we're going to talk about this sculpture. We're going to talk about the the, the where it came from, what happened, the problems I've had with it, and we're going to talk about that. But it's interesting because I am totally like on the fence of whether or not I like public art at all or doing public art or submitting myself to public art that this particular episode of the DSP t- explains my feelings towards public art and I listened to it and I was like wow that's so weird that like 12 years ago exactly I was installing public art and I had a bad experience so hopefully I'm, cr- I'm knocking on wood I'm knocking on wood that I'm not and there's no wood in here but so what's the way it is that I have a good experience installing this this sculpture and then we're going to talk all about it in two weeks DSP in uh, from the vault. Can I figure that guy's name? What is Gladiator's name? What is that guy's name? How di- how can I not come up? If I don't come up with this name, do not. I will trust me. I will know who it is. Is at the tip of my tongue, and it's not Hugh Jackman. It's what's that goddamn guy's name? It's it's I don't know, man. Listen to the Full Blast podcast. Uh, listen to this one, uh, leave a review when you have that, wherever you're listening to your podcast, I'm stretching this out to see if I can remember that guy's name. Look, it's been a long day. I can't remember everybody's name. Okay. So leave a review where you ever, you listen, uh, listen to this episode. It'll be a good primer for the next couple of weeks. We had a good time. We had a good time. We had funny. It got a little Joe Rogany, but I mean, that, that, that was, you know, 10 years ago. That's how things were. And, uh, listen to the, downward spiral uh this is some from the archives dsp from the vault all right guys see you next week welcome to the downward spiral oh lord we're taking you way down we start off strong and then it's down what do you mean strong though well we start talking about nice things and then we end up talking Okay. And then all of a sudden you get depressed. Or I get depressed. There you have it. Hi. And welcome. What's going on? To the Downward Spiral. We're back, motherfuckers. Back. 49. Jesus. Is this really 49? This is 49. I'm so pretty sure good. it's 49. You are an elusive man. You're I working know. hard, dude. Hard working. Nico Actually, Ta- I, have, I have less time here than I did in Iceland. I was going to say, Nico Tavernisi, filmmaker and all-around exceptional person. Do you, want some, do you want some Jameson? No, I think I'm going to stick a little BS. You're going light? Okay. Yes, sir. I'm Jeff Fader, your friendly neighborhood sculptor, and we do the Downward Spiral Podcast. It's been a little bit less frequent these days because Mr. Nico is on fucking stupid time. Yeah. He's working nights on yeah. the set of the movie, the new Darren Aronofsky movie, Noah. With Russell Crowe, and now and now he's in back in the United States. He was in Iceland. Now he's in the United States working nights. Yeah, nights. Rain and it's fucking Rain hard. And nights. And you're only coming home on Friday, Saturday mornings. Saturday, well, and leaving Sunday, Monday mornings. Yeah, strong move. So I sleep until you know mid afternoon on Saturday. So Saturday's gone. Right. And then I'm so tired, so I fall asleep. Saturday night. Dude, that's restaurant hours. When you work in a restaurant, that's what you do. Yeah. You work six days a week, and then that last day you're you done. Sleep. You can't do shit. Yeah. And it's back to the fucking square one on Monday. Although, I did. Look, I put a new wire, a new spring wire for the garage door. It looks... The, this garage door is broken. The garage looks awesome. And, uh, and I installed a new light. Two new lights today. I put a new kitchen light in, and I put a new bathroom light in. 
Jude. took the kid to Home Depot while Shara did some demo. That's cool. And uh, spent the day with a kid, which is awesome. Which I that's knew. great. Yeah, you need that. Yeah, because you, you you had months and months where it was just you and 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 Judah. And and then it's gone to you. Really haven't been around yeah. for two months, three yeah, months maybe. Three months. It's been. I mean, you were out for five five weeks in Ar- Iceland. I want to keep saying Ireland. But well, it's I was Iceland. out for four weeks in Morocco before. Yeah, that. You were in four weeks in Morocco, five weeks in in Iceland, and then you're basically here then, two days a week. Four weeks in Long Island. Jesus. When, when is it over? Four weeks in. We're doing three weeks in Long Island or three weeks in Brooklyn, starting tomorrow, uh, starting Tuesday, and then. Um, and then we have one week back in Long Island, and then we're done. First week in November is the last week. So good. Where do we start? How are you? I'm fine. We should start. We should go straight. Spy, we should spiral straight I, down. Yeah, no I got personal a little, stuff. Little time, little time crunch. No personal stuff. Let's talk about crazy shit. Yeah. Hey, you ever hear about this thing called butt chugging? No. Is that it, what you just brought up with I, the, you with know, funneling? I did. Uh, apparently, this is something, when I was in hot college, I like this. I like going straight into the fucking nonsense. But is it like a, is it like a, uh, what do you call it, um, felching? No. Well, I, I'm under the impression felching is when you relieve yourself and then dive and then someone, in, yeah, and and then then you go, dive in head first right. and like suck yeah. it all out. Yeah. All right. So... But uh, apparently, the, <laughs> apparently the anus has very sensitive skin. I don't know if you know this or not. I'm sure it does. But the anus has very sensitive skin, and when you apply Leeches. alcohol oh. to the anus, yeah, you you get the the effects of the alcohol much quicker than if you were to drink it. What? So if you did a shot of of uh, if you did a shot of vodka ass first. So if you did like an an, an enema of I don't vodka, think it's an, I don't think it's an enema I think it's like just on I, your butthole I don't think you, you sit I, in it well I, I'm under the impression that what happens is <laughs> you have to put Splash your head it. down you probably have to p- get on your knees and stick your ass up and then there's a funnel involved and I don't think it's a lot of alcohol and I'm under the impression that you could do with that with wine and beer. And what happens is it's because with an enema, enema, it goes in and then it comes out because, I mean, there's nowhere for it to go, yeah, right? Right, right? But I'm under the impression that with, with hard liquor, once it goes into your asshole, it absorbs through the skin and you, you get that. You burn like a motherfucker, I'm right? sure it would, but apparently you get wasted and you don't get that, out, you don't get that booze <laughs> breath, now, do you? You know, you could fool mom. Yeah, true. You could fool mom real easy. It's no longer just, hey, dude, I can drink this That'd vodka. No one will ever know. You'd be like, man, your asshole. How smells- fast can I get my pants down for this <laughs> shot? Your asshole smells like you've been drinking. <laughs> so apparently, I mean, I heard about butt chugging when I was in college, and that was where you pour beer down the ass of someone and then just kind of catch it while it's coming down through the the crack. Mm. But butt chugging is apparently very common because you can get way more wasted. By getting a few shots up the asshole, I think then, it'd just be more fun to put a straw in a cup. I don't, th- you know, I, I, it just seems like there's got to be better ways to have a drink. I mean, I and I've seen, I've read articles, and this is a big deal now. And I've had, I've read articles where people do wine up their ass, and hmm. I'm thinking, well, I, I, why would think, you? But that's the, but the taste. I mean, if you're just going to go straight for for straight performance, I think drug enhancement, you might as well just t- take take a fucking pill. I was going to say, I was going to say, Everclear up the ass would probably, you know, because you don't need to taste, you don't need the flavor. I mean, why would you be? Uh, this Frangelica, I don't like the way it tastes. It's and at least with Everclear, ass. you can light it. Right. 
Of course. Get right. rid of all those butt hairs. Well, <laughs> Get your own Brazilian. Well, the, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird, you know. I mean, probably exploded the, inside the, of you. The, the huffing thing and the whole easier ways to get wasted, and 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 um, I'm under the impression that uh, that people are choking themselves out more because now that you can leave learned how to do on videos, learning how to do the mm. rear naked choke, which where is a rest as a jujitsu thing, you could pass people out, and that's right. another form. But the butt chugging thing, I, I it, apparently it's a party thing. God, are there actually videos of people like choking people out on on like YouTube? Of, Dude, like... I've seen I've seen Hoist Gracie get convince a guy. It only takes seven seconds to get someone to pass out from a choke. Because what it is is you have your elbow, your you get your your arm around a guy's neck, and then he's pushing the carotid arteries right. and the carotid arteries. You don't feel like you're choking, like you can't breathe. Right. It's 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 stopping the blood flow to your brain. Yeah. And you're out in seven seconds, and it doesn't even have to be a strong rear naked choke. The yeah. guy could feel like you could be in that choke and feel like I can do that. Don't I can get out of this? I can get out of this. You're out, and all of a yeah, sudden you're yeah. out. So there's tons of videos of people getting choked out. I mean, I used to do in college, in high school, didn't you? Do this but not when the guys like whacking off. Well, I I didn't see anyone with their whacking <laughs> off. Well, I mean, look, I, I I'm still getting over the fact that people would rather. You know, have a nice Chianti up the ass, then yeah, true. Then sit down and drink a nice and, do, and do the old Michael yeah. Hutchins, right? Well, that's the other thing. I mean, that, that's become so huge. That whole I heard about that whole. I had a. But friend. how has it come huge? I always thought it was wasn't it always what, kind chugging? of around. No, no, the, not the, butt chugging. Oh, the autofixation. Auto the first time I ever heard it, a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, told me jerking off is fun, but not as fun as jerking off while you hold your breath. So you hold your breath. And that's a dear friend of yours. It wasn't just it's like a, a good, regular friend. It's a guy I look up to. It was a dear friend. He told me he told me in a way that I didn't seem homosexual at all. <laughs> and you were like, well, that's really he just We were just, I don't know what happened. It wasn't just the two of us. And he was just like, you know, if you hold your breath, it's so much better. It was more along the lines. It was just a matter of fact. He's like, yeah, jerking off's great. But if you hold your breath and jerk off, it's way better. I was like, thanks for the tip, dude. Oh, that's great. Thanks for the tip. And, uh, you know, I'm gonna go home right now. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'll I'll keep that in the old yep. mind. I'll palace. pretend I'm passing the cemetery every right. eight seconds. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, wait. I'm, I'm masturbating. Wait a second. I'm but what's to, even better? Just hold my breath. Is if you put a, a belt around your neck, right? Kung Fu no. style. That's a tough. That's a tough spot what? to be in. What's his face? James Carradine. Dick Carradine. Oh yeah. Dick yeah, Carradine. Yeah. Ben Carradine. Keith. Keith. Keith? Keith. Keith Carradine? Keith, K-E-I-T-H. Was it Keith? Yeah, he was, was a there, dad. Wasn't there a Jim? Oh, no, David Carradine? There was a Jim Carradine. No, David was, Carradine? David Carradine? Or, yeah, David. David Carradine. He, he was, was the father. Fu. He was the dad. He was the dude who get who who choked himself out in a... Right. Jerking off and... Right, like, and he was in Tarantino's. He was in uh, Kill Bill. He was dynamite in Kill yeah. Bill. Yeah. Look, the guy liked to put a thing around his neck and yep. jerk, jerk off. Well, you know. What are you going to do? That's the other thing. I mean, you know... It's a tough. It's a tough spot. It's a tough spot. You know, not as tough a spot as. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because who's going to find you? You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, you're in a hotel. I guess room. it's rather. It's, it's a little better than having your brains all over the wall. Uh, I think I'd go with the brains. Really? I think I would. Yeah, mm. I think the preferred suicide would probably not be one as embarrassing. However, you're you're dead. So but what the matter. fuck do you care? Yeah, exactly. You know, if you had your own choice, I would go out jerking off. Well, most of the jerking off dudes, I think that they're not. Their expectations are not to fucking die. A true. I think that their expectation is, I mean, you're not like, I mean, if you really wanted to kill yourself, and I strongly think that no one really should kill themselves, it's, unless you're in like a walking dead situation where, right. where shit's too grim and you right, got right, like right, the right. zombies around you and it's like, you know, give me that bullet. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that probably if you're at the point where you're thinking, how should I kill myself? Maybe I should jerk off and choke myself. 
You might not make. You might well, not. You might be, think uh, you know yeah. this is pretty good. I look. I don't matter how depressed I am. I can still keep jerking off. I think what it would be is, is just like a huge hot dose of morphine or something like that. That's the way you kind of uh, probably. Asleep, I think you're, you're like, right. Float away. I think you're right. I think the overdose is probably the most. I'd rather just kind like, of dream like cool thoughts and be like, I'm just gonna go to sleep. I tell mm-hmm. you what. You know what? It's funny you say that because I was at my dentist uh, recently and she she and I were talking and she was she was talking about the stupid election and I told her that. I didn't think anyone was going to vote for Romney because how could anyone possibly believe the guy is a Mormon? And who can believe the Mormons, the whole concept of Mormon? I mean, religion in general is so wacky. Right. But the Mormonism thing where, like, Jesus came down and talked to the fucking Indians and then yeah, some yeah. dude came around. He was a 16-year-old kid came, was walking to the woods and He's God like, hey, check down. it out. Hey, look, more, command- more commandments. Yeah. You know, it, it's just <laughs> insane, you know. So she, were, she and I were talking about, she said, well, what's your opinion on religion? And I said, well, I hope you're finished because... As soon as I tell you, you're going to throw me out of here. But I, it just seems to me that it's very clear that when you die, it's oh, I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. lights out. I said, when I got my operations and I had my teeth pulled out and they knocked me out, it's this comforting feeling. Yeah, of, yeah. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, you're you're dead, and that's great. And that's, but it's funny. I mean, yeah, and it's nice because you don't really think if you're not thinking about dying, and you get put under. It's one of those feelings that you're just like, wow, that smells like strawberry. Right. Like that's the, and that's, that's the last, my and last that's thought. It. And yeah. then when you wake up, you're just like, well, that shit was, I was dead. Yeah. I was dead. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing. I think, I mean, we were, I mean, probably mentioned this before, but the whole, in my mind, the whole, the whole thing is that, Amer- that humans, the biggest problem with humans in general, and I think that if you, you just, you know, bay, down the line with all the problems of the world is it's ego and vanity. Mm. And one of the things is, is we find ourselves to be so important. Right. It's well, what, when we die, what's going to happen to our awesomeness? Right, I mean, right, we're right. clear. I'm clearly, you know, I'm saying this as a we. You know, you think that you're awesome, and then when you die, the awesomeness just can't just fade away. I yeah, mean, yeah, your yeah. awesomeness is the world revolves around you, right, and the right, awesomeness right, yeah. has got to go somewhere. So right. it should probably go to heaven. Right? That makes or go perfect to a sense. thousand virgins and right. Yeah, of sure. course. So I mean, we have these crazy notions. We're just not. We're just not prepared that our awesomeness is going to. But you know, be but that. But the thing is, is on your deathbed. Like, literally, if you could think about it, right. you kind of want to hope there's some awesomeness. Well, right? I think that in certain circumstances, yeah, if, if you're conscious and, and not, like, you're not, it, out of it's it. Better than probably, being like, it's better than being like, wow, this is going to suck. There's nothing. Yeah, well, then, I mean, you know? but that some, I think that you have to come to grips with when you have a little bit of that nothingness. You have to be like, who the fuck cares? I'm, I mean... You don't remember, well, what was my soul doing 200 years ago, twiddling its thumbs yeah, while yeah. waiting but to you be know, born? You know, all I think of, all I think of, if I ever thought about death or whatever, right. is, oh, I get to see my friends who died. Right. Like, that's the only, that's my only push I think, to be like, oh, that'd be cool if I died. Maybe I could actually see my rest of my friends I think and that that's a very comforting thought. Yeah. I don't think it's I'm, gonna I'm not happen. because I'm not religious, <laughs> right? It probably I mean, it's won't, like, but it's just a, it's something you're like, no, oh, maybe. I mean, the crazy thing is, is I mean, I think that it's very, I think that religion is very helpful to a lot of people, but the whole thing of you know, I mean, I, it was funny because because my dentist was starting to get irritated, and I said, well, listen, look, I, when I go on the internet every day, I see new they just re, last week they found pyramids sunken next to Cuba. This whole this whole colony of pyramids underwater, fully intact by Cuba. Yeah. Every day, there's new discoveries of insane new species of squids and monkeys. They're monkeys that look like people. They're monkeys that look like semi-human. They're like new species. Science and the internet has brought to us new developments on the Earth every day. Yeah. But no pearly gates. Yeah, yeah. Not one pearly gate. Not one angel. Right. Not one 
heavenly. There's no, there's zero proof of. I mean, they've just found that Jesus had a wife, a husband, right. a wife. That's but, like but what about what do you say about near death experiences? I think that your subconscious is. I mean, I think it's the same as dreams. I think your subconscious manufactures these incredible scenarios. I think that you know, the same thing as psychedelic experiences. I mean, your mind. Is, your it, mind like, is create, it like the chicken that gets his head cut off and still runs around, kind of thing? Like your brain is still that's kind of functioning, a, I think and then that, I think that's it. That's I don't, I don't understand because don't people understand actually it. have they have memory of it. That's that's the crazy well, thing is they they don't black out and then wake up like a bike accident like that. It, it's very convenient. I think it's very convenient that I mean when I say convenient, I'm not trying to be like a dick, but I think that I think that if you talk to people from different cultures, I would imagine that their near death experiences are different based on. The society they live in and what they're told, right? You know, right, right. Don't right, look right, to right. the light. I'm sure the one guy's like, oh, I saw the river. I said, you know, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that you're you you're very susceptible. Like at night, like I don't like to watch The Walking Dead at night because I'm afraid that it's going to, you know, make my dreams a little bit more zombie, right? You know, and you're much more susceptible to your 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 subconscious is so susceptible to suggestion yeah. that you know. I think that, you know, what you perceive, you know, you, your subconscious only can manuf- uh, manuf- manifest these concepts based on what you think they are. Right. Like, you, you can't, you don't, you're not, your mind isn't coming up with these new alien designs or alien languages. No, you or, saw it on you're TV having, or something. Yeah, yeah, you're having normal human, sure. your civilization's experiences and then this transform, it's, it's kind of manufactured in your subconscious. Right, right. I think that, I think the mind is amazing, and I think that I don't think I think near death experiences are more like insane dreams. I've yeah. had dreams with my father where I've had long conversations with him, like "Why did you do what you did?" Or I've had you know I've had a lot of experiences, a lot of dreams where they're very much along the lines of where I want them to go or not want them to go. But the the vein of the matter is it's always pertinent to what happened in reality. Right. But ultimately, I mean, I think that the soul is just your conscious. I mean, you know, I think that when they talk about the soul, it's like your consciousness. Yeah. But you get fucking, get your teeth pulled, you're fucking out, dude. If you're fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you're dead. You're not dreaming. You're no, not no, 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 no. You're, it's, it's done. The curtain's over and yeah, it's yeah. shit's It's done. funny how you don't dream. You no, just, there's, there's absolutely no it's, dreaming. It's, it's, it's not even, you can't even say it's darkness. I mean, it's not like. I think that most people think that when you're out, you're just like, your subconscious is just sitting there and twiddling its thumbs, like, looking at your fake watch and being like, when is this going to end? No, but it's funny because you have, it's literally, it's, unless you kind of wake up from the the anesthesia a little bit. Right. You're basically, when your eyes close, like the last time I went there, I was right. like, I, I smell strawberries. Yeah, done. To, to me going like, God, there's spider webs all over my face? Yeah. Like that, and me waking up and then seeing this nurse me like, Tunneling, my ears tunneled out, and it was like, "Hello." And yeah, that wake up, that wake up, that wake up part is really the only that the right first. That's the only time you have any kind of awareness. And it was just black to light. That's all it was. It's it's. I was when I had my teeth out. They said I was sedated. I was my eyes were open. Apparently, I was responsive, and I. But I was. I was. I mean, my memory of it all was I was done, totally done. Yeah, I I think it's it was very comforting to me. But I, I know there are people who kind of wake up from the middle of surgeries. Yeah, that happens. All the time. Well, the, every person's so different, you yeah, know. Yeah. Every human. Ex- I wonder what that would be like. Oh, you know? be the worst. Can you imagine, imagine? Like, looking down, and be like, my yeah. stomach's oh, open. God, <laughs> man, I didn't realize my guts were so purple. Yeah, fuck. 
Oh, is that uh, my liver? Where is this a... Uh, God. No. Yeah. God, why is it so... Bright? I wonder if they have to be strapped down, you know? Like, because if they all of a sudden woke up and started freaking out... I would like, imagine you're being monitored pretty strictly in terms of... True, like, I guess one little, like, eye twitch. And like, beep, beep, beep. You hear, you yeah. hear that shit about people. I, wait, I woke up and did my own surgery. <laughs> I woke up and I'm like, yo, man, that isn't a fucking butterfly knot. <laughs> Come Check on. This out. Come on. You know, but I I, I I would imagine that you're they're pretty much they have that shit under yeah, control. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, when the two times I got knocked out, the dudes were just like bragging about how out I was going to be. They're going to be like, you know, you're going to be fucking done. Yeah, they love that shit. My, but the, my problem was that when I went to the hospital, the two people who came to me looked like they were straight out of like ER. Like, yeah, it looked like George Clooney. Yeah. And some hot blonde. They both. Yeah. And the George Clooney guy turned the chair around, sat down in front of me. Yeah. He kind of like gray streaks in the hey, chair. He's like, hey, hey let's talk straight. I'm the, we're the anesthesiologist. Yeah. I was like, God, you guys look like you're fucking Baywatching. You know? Do you know like, that? Like, we really want to. Let's talk about what you're going to what you're gonna do. You really want to go under? I was like, I don't know, but it looks like I should. You know, like, <laughs> I had no fucking idea. It's funny that you say that because when I had my surgery and my appendix out, the dude was like really cool. He had his mm-hmm. like, he had his little head. His little do his little surgery do rag on. He yeah. came and he's like, "All right, Jeff, let me tell you what's gonna happen." <laughs> it was awesome. It's you're gonna have three little marks. You're gonna be bikini lines. No one's ever gonna know. And I have three huge fucking marks from where they they, they put a put a air compressor in. Oh shit! Right, right, right. Oh god! But it was very much along those lines. Yeah. Like, hey, here's what's gonna happen, stud. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna knock you out. We're gonna <laughs> take your <laughs> shit out. It's a rock and roll. It's like some like, it's like some 1950s like yeah. car salesman. You know, uh, like so hip and cool. Yeah, let me light that for you. Yeah, we're like, gonna damn. We're gonna fucking rotate your tires, and you're gonna be you're gonna be <laughs> whistling sailing on yeah, sailing on out of here, whistling Dixie in no time. It's just come on, dude. Just take but uh, but the best part was when I get you know they wheeled me in yeah. in the gurney. You know, the two nice, like, kind of rotund Irish ladies. Like, oh, you'll have a good time. <laughs> and then I get in, I was like, wow, it's really cold in here. And this fucking Japanese dude, no lie, like, comes right up over. He's like, how are you? And I was like, uh, good. I was like, wow, this is like, a, you know, they're putting hot compresses on your body to yeah. find the, basically the veins like that. And they're, they're massaging your legs. You're like, wow, this is great. This is like a spa. And the Japanese guy with this thing over his face comes over here. And he holds up two needles and he says, spas don't have these. And he put it into them. There, I was like, he was like, "You'll probably smell strawberries." I was like, "I smell strawberries." <laughs> no, what's no. up with what's up with humanity? Where we need to like have a Schwarzenegger lineup. Yeah. Like we need to like we need to be able to knock out some. I'll it's be great. back. Line. But you know what it is? It's just they do that shit every fucking day. You know what? What makes their day more fun? You're know, like blasting someone with a one liner. Well, they're playing. They're playing like Billy Joel and shit. It's 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 literally like forty five degrees in the operating room. It was fucking cold. I don't know why it was so cool. Well, they need your guts to be nice and cool. I guess so. I don't want you to spoil. I don't know what it was. I never questioned that, but I was yeah. like, wow, it's really cold. And they're like, yeah, these ERs are usually cold. I was like, wow, keep, that's weird. Gotta keep the meat cold. Yeah, maybe from sweat. Maybe because the doctors can't sweat. Maybe. Maybe. You gotta keep that meat. <coughs> keep, those, maybe, lights, those lights are pretty warm, too. Maybe you know? also when you're cold, you're a little bit, well, I would think you maybe you'd be a little bit more reactive. Maybe your blood, your blood doesn't run as, as quickly. Yeah. It was oh, weird. I mean, up. it was chilly. I was like, "Whoa!" And they just they wrapped me in these warm blankets. Have you yeah. ever had a good Schwarzenegger line on somebody? Maybe. I, but I usually don't have enough balls to say it. Yeah. Usually, it's with like ca- like camera interns or somebody yeah. who you're just like. And it's always like, and it's when you say it, you're just like, "Fucking yeah!" Yeah. You yeah. don't have time to breathe this job. You walk, <laughs> you walk away. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I fucking wasted that guy. <laughs> that camera intern. I fucking wasted his ass. 
Oh man, he's seventeen. He's but... gonna go back to mama. Yeah, he'll then figure you it go, out. Fuck me. <laughs> Told me to. I did. I did. Let's hear it. I did. I, I did. A good one. I did. And in fact, I did it in front of the all all the ILM guys, and they were all just like the kid walked out with his tail between his legs, and and uh, you juiced him, juiced him hard, and the and the ILM guys started like one of the guys started clapping. Oh, nice! <laughs> I was like, cap. was it that bad? And he was like, dude, you just fucking killed that kid. He was like a transpo assistant, like a PA kid, you know, unpaid kid who comes yeah. comes in and helps out transportation like that. He comes in and I was having a shit day. Someone already asked me if I had a 5D Mark III. I didn't have What's the 5D. What's that? The 5 is the new camera system that right. I bought. I bought this. And this five. is on this last movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Wasted early. <laughs> so, it's a fresh kill. <laughs> so he comes in and he's like, he was like, so, what, you're the still photographer, huh? I was like, yeah. And I was busy. I was doing something. And then he was like, he was like, is that 5D Mark III? And I was like, no, it's a Mark II. He's like, oh. Huh, I think you'd have a 5D Mark III. I was like, well, I don't, because it's fucking expensive. And he was like, you don't get your shit for free? And I was like, what? And of course, this conversation gets pretty loud. And he's oh like, God. he's like, oh, you, what do you mean? You, I mean, the art department, they have a bunch of cameras. They just got it for free. And I was like, well, I'm not in the fucking art department. And if, I don't know if you know this, but in movies, you don't get anything for fucking free. And I just like went off. I was just like, I had to pay for all my own shit. Yeah, over and over. You know, it's yeah, yeah. like all oh, my lenses are fucking mine. Everybody in the camera department has all their own shit. Like, you don't get anything for free in the movies. Right. And the kid was just like, "Oh, uh, okay." And he like left. And I kept a, doing something. But was there like a Schwarzenegger line? Like, you don't get anything for free in movies. You like, don't get anything for free. <laughs> Pow! It's <laughs> like when I, I think it was just like I don't know what kind of movie business you're in but the business that i yeah. work in i don't get shit for free yeah, like that was I don't my get shit for free <laughs> but i was just so pissed because somebody had already asked me if i had this kind of camera i was like no and i was broke and i had to pay off these bills and i was like oh dude fuck no i don't fucking have and he's like well we get them for our department gets them for free yeah. i was like so i went i killed this kid and he left and all those guys were just like holy shit wow, dude you laced him up and I was like, really? Did I? Was it that bad? And they're like, oh man, you fucking killed him. I was like, I'm so bad. I felt really bad after. I was like, oh shit. I have a Schwarzenegger line. The my, one of my best. My old. I really probably only have one good one. And this was a long time ago. I might have been twenty. And I was in the midst when I was just a sculptor, and I was doing little side jobs. Just you know, I was doing a lot of side jobs, and I got roped in. My friend Jamie and I got roped into helping move this art gallery guy. Move from from his chose Chelsea space to. Uh, Montauk. So they rented two monster trucks, monster rental trucks. And Jamie had to drive one, I had to drive the other. We loaded everything up, and I got stuck with his, like, the stupid assistant. This dude was, like, he was clearly, he was in his 40s, he was super fat, he had a big stomach. (coughs) He he wasn't allowed to drive, but he knew where to go, and he was really dumb, and he was, like, we were driving forever, and he gave me bad directions. Next thing you know, we're on the LIE. Who was he, the assistant? He was like, I guess he was like a, a flunky for this gallery guy. And, you know, it, you know, I had directions on how to get out to the place. And it was uh, 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 it was out in Long Island. And, and the guy started, he said, no, no, you need to turn here. So I turned there. And I'm like, well, why don't you turn here? And he goes, because that's where the buses turn. And every time I go on the bus, that's where we go. And I'm like, you know, there's a million buses. The guy was an asshole. And he was stupid. So I, we got lost. We were two hours late because this guy thought that you're just supposed to follow any bus and the bus is going to take you to this guy's house. 
So my line was, we started, we got to the place, we were unloading the trucks, and he had gotten me so mad, he made me stop for Chinese food. He had, it, The whole thing was just, it was just awful, and I was uncomfortable. And the, the conversation in the car was uncomfortable, whatever. And he was really pain in the ass. He took his shirt off to help move, and he had this huge scar on his chest, on his stomach and chest. It was fucking long, right down the, right down the middle. My, you know. Heart attack stuff. So somebody said to me, whoa, you see that scar? On that dude's stomach? And I said, yeah. I didn't know that's where they lobotomized someone. <laughs> it was along those lines. Like, I didn't know they lobotomized someone from their stomach. And it was just like, burn. <laughs> I fucking wasted his ass. Not Did in front he hear of him. It? No, of uh, course not. But it was like, to the other dude, it was like, whoa, that was, that was cold. <laughs> I said, yeah, he's stupid. And I just said a funny thing to make me feel better about how stupid he was. And he didn't hear it, so I am Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. That's it. That's all I, I got. I didn't know where they lobotomized. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know they lobotomized is, to the stomach. I think stomach. yours is a little better, because it's, it's more cheese ball than Well, mine. that's the whole thing. Mine I think was the, just anger and Well, the Schwarzenegger rudeness. line is to be clever and stupid and, stupid, and yeah. like, mm, yeah. burn. <laughs> yeah. Big burn. But kind of a bad burn. Yeah, kind of like terrible a, burn. Right? Terrible burn is like, yeah, you just like whispered it. You whispered it to somebody else because you're too chicken to say it out loud. That's not Schwarzenegger. That's the best Schwarzenegger. The one that like, because you know, you, there's always a time where you get in these situations and you think I'm gonna say something fucking hard to this dude, but then you don't, and then you walk by and say, "Oh man, I, you know, I really should have said." Well, it's, it's those those great ones, like you know, in Vietnam, they're like, "Today's a good day to die." Yeah, yeah, leave, yeah, you know, right. And then strap all their it. gun on, they walk out of the woods. Oh and man. Yeah, it's hard to have one of those moments. It's hard to have one of those moments where you just like make yourself feel better by making somebody feel terrible. Yeah, That's you just do. Feeling. You could just do the uh, the Will Smith thing and just be like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> yeah, like everything. Oh hell no! I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh hell no! You're not invading my world. <laughs> Go you, back to where you came from. Ugly oh, ass alien. No. Oh hell no! <laughs> you didn't make me crash my jet. <laughs> I like the Will Smith responses. It's like, it's like, oh no, oh no, you didn't I make me Will crash Smith. my car. I was trying to get on that fucking movie. I don't think I got Which it. Which movie? Uh, Winter's Tale with him what, and Russell Crowe. What is that movie about? The fantasy about time travel. Blah blah blah. Takes place in old New York and new New York. And then the problem is the 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 crazy thing is they're filming it in Yonkers. Oh, dude! And I was like, tell oh. That'd be perfect for you. Perfect. For you me. could, but you it's could too ride, soon. You it's could take the soon. train in with it. Well, you could Lilo and Hillary would drive you in every day. It's too soon. It's happening in like two weeks. Oh baby. Winner's boned. Winner's boned. I got boned. That's too bad. But um, you know what I want? To, we haven't talked about, which is Let's really funny. This. By the way, and I, you like, have to, I like the instant spiral. We got to stop talking about our personal shit and just go straight but into you, the But craziness. you do have to say one thing. Okay. <laughs> but you got to make it really quick. You got to make it under be... under five minutes. I'm on it. Jeff installed this show at the waterfront. Oh Christ! That's right. And we haven't talked about this. No, and I think not. it's kind of it's a, it's kind of a, it's a watershed moment in Jeff's. It was like, a watershed Whoa. moment in my life. I got. <laughs> we did the. We just finished the Peak Skill Project Five, and it was a great experience. But I was curated by Matt X's wife. Uh, Christina. I was supposed to be in. I'm actually in it, but I didn't know. Your name is in it. My name's in it. Yeah, your it's name pretty is impressive. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, that was the whole my whole art piece was the fact that I got in, but I didn't put any artwork. I anywhere. think that's genius. Yeah, 
didn't do so anything. they curate. They I went. I I submitted stuff. I went through these things, and so the finally we we went through all this bureaucracy. Blah 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 blah. I got a, a sculpt. My sculpture drawing passed, and it was going to be put in the riverfront. On the riverfront. Now this show is not a permanent display. This per, the show is money wasn't handed out. It was basically it's going to be you know you bringing your sculpture to place and it's going to be there for a set amount of time. So I was I got this insane spot. I get like the one of the best spots in on is the river. The diver one or whatever. No 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 no. It's across from the gazebo. Like it's in the middle of the view. Holy shit! It's great. I mean, it's wow. I mean, it couldn't be any better. So uh, I was I worked my ass off, got the whole thing done, put it in parts, and I decided I was going to install install it early on this the, the city port of concrete slab. They said I'm going to go in on Saturday morning. Got a couple guys. I had Andy B was down there, and James uh, James was down there. Our friend, my friend James, was down there. He helped us out, and we were doing great. The installation was going great, and it was about nine o'clock. I had the first section of the sculpture down. I was bolting it in. In this guy, and I noticed in the gazebo, the gazebo you can rent the gazebo right, right. for parties. So this guy walked over, and he said, "This little guy, he's like, hey man, how are you? Oh, what you doing?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm putting the sculpture up for the piece." Was he project. white? He was white, and was he, he was a nice guy. The nice guy. He said he's a you know volunteer firefighter, and he's they're setting up for a party. This is in eight thirty in the morning. We're setting up for a party for some organization. I ain't going into it, but we're doing a party. It's going to be around noon. Well, cool, cool. And he said, oh, by the way, the car show's tomorrow. And I heard from your wife that the, I'm not going to say the name of the car show, but there's going to be a car show down the river. And they have, they put a shit ton of cars down there. Yeah. And I heard all about it, all about it, all about it. And I, I'm like, look, I'm putting the sculpture up. I'm not changing my mind. I didn't have, I had a limited amount of time. I worked for a living. So he said to me, uh, which might have been a bad situation, he said to me, Oh, the car guys are going to be really mad because you're taking up one of their spots. I'm all keyed up. You know, things are strange. I've been listening to podcasts all the time. I've been listening to people say naughty words all the time. So I may or may not have told him that, well, you know, maybe the car guys could suck my dick. I might have said that. <laughs> I, I don't think it was. I mean, it was like a totally great thing. To, it was a, not a great thing to say to someone who hasn't started cursing first. I mean, it wasn't nice, but. Look, I said it, and whatever. So I keep going. A couple hours passed to get the rest of the piece on. The one of the curators came down. So what did the guy say after that? He was just like, it was a different, and he was like, right. he laughed. He thought it was a funny little thing. This was yeah. a, this was a, you know, and he told me, you know, we don't like this person. We don't like. We started talking about the problems the government the guy was. You know, he was fine. He was, fire, you know, fire, fire, not a big deal. Might have been a volunteer firefighter, <laughs> you know, but at the same time. <coughs> He was perfectly fine, perfectly fine, and he didn't like, you know, go after me about telling. I'm or a, a may or may suggesting fellatio from these car people. Right. So, all of a sudden, quarter to eleven, we're finishing up. I have a few more things. I figure I can keep going, and then all of a sudden, this guy walks up. This guy is about maybe six six feet tall. He's got a limp. He's overweight. He's got a big white beard. He's got a shirt on with an eagle that says American. He's limping over. Is he a black guy? No, white guy. He looks like Santa. <laughs> looks like a looks like a redneck Santa Claus. And he's like Jerry almost Garcia's jolly. Jerry Garcia's brother. Yeah. No, the, the beard was long. It was like a Taliban Jesus. long. It was like a long white beard. He looked like fucking Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Look, really. I mean, it was jovial. I mean, my wife was down there. Everyone was down there. He started walking over, and I figured he was just going to say, Hey, man, how are you? What's going on? 
So he comes over, and the first thing out of his mouth is, so how much longer are you guys going to be? And I said, well, I'm kind of finishing up now. He's like, because, you know, I rented this space for a party, and I rented the park, and what you're doing now, I, I didn't pay for this. You're ruining my view. And from what my, after talking, hearing the whole thing, my wife said, I thought he was kidding. I thought he was joking. He yeah, looked yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah. He looked so nice, and he had such a <laughs> high-pitched voice, and. He says, you know, and then he just goes in and he goes, I didn't pay for this. You're ruining my view. I don't know if you, you think this is art. This isn't art. I know what art is. Art has purpose. This has no, this has no purpose. He says, you know, I got, I was involved with the 9-11 thing and that's art. What this is, I, this is just a hunk of steel. And he turns to me and he goes, when you leave, I'm going to push it in the river. Wow! Oh, fucking! That was like I, I didn't say it was like it was every, no one, everybody with me was just like, oh my god! I've never heard anyone talk to somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fucking take your sculpture that you've been working on, and I'm gonna push it in the fucking river. <laughs> so the curator who went right which is, up, to which him, is worse than taking you and throwing you. Like if it would be one well, thing if you're like, I'm I mean, gonna it, throw you in the water. You're like, was, okay, that's cool. It was a crazy thing because I mean, it was like I didn't know what to say, you know. But at the same time, I was just like, whoa, whoa, that seems strong. And I didn't say anything. And I was at a good point where I was like, oh, I can come back. And I figured out that, you know, the, their party was starting in 15 minutes and they didn't want us working. I had a compressor and I had all this equipment and a bandsaw and stuff like that. And I, and I was making a lot of noise. So I figured, you know, <laughs> it's better off. It's better off. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I told, a, I told somebody they could suck my dick. Uh, right. I, I may or may not have. I don't think I did, but I could have. So the curator goes up into his, this little slight woman just goes right up into his face and just starts saying, we have a permit to be here. And the guy says, I don't care about your permit. And she's like, you, this is art. And this, oh, this is a community thing. And this is, we've got to get the government of the, and he's like, I don't care. I, I rented this space. And I'm having a party. And he, they, the two of them went at it. And while they're going at it, I decided to listen. Let's just fucking pack up because let's not, let's not make things worse. Yeah, yeah. I'm at a good stopping point. I can come back later when, Things have like settled down. Let's not make this work. So the curator's following the dude back to the gazebo, just like a do- dog yipping at his leg, yeah, which yeah. was very uncomfortable. We pack up, and she and somebody finally turns to her and says, "Listen, Miss, you better get out of here." So she made a total scene. And, and be honest with you, she made a huge mistake. One of them is if you if you're working for this artist community and you want to be a diplomat, right, don't right. fucking don't start yipping. Don't fucking go straight for the, you know, don't be like, we're artists and you gotta like it. I mean, it's just like, just, just be cool, you know. She wasn't cool and and she made us sound like, you know, these entitled entitled hipsters. So we all left and it was shocking. It was shocking for everybody. And she ended up saying, you know, I'd never, I'd heard that there was, you know, with public art, I'd heard that there are people who are displeased with it, but I just never... I never saw it firsthand like that. Yeah. She said, I called the uh, people in the city, and they wanted to know if we wanted to send a squad car down there. I'm like, no. I said, are you insane? Why would you do that? I said, that for what? For the guy saying, he, he well, he threatened you. I'm yeah, like, yeah. he didn't fucking threaten me. Right. He goes, yeah, he threatened you. I heard you. He was going to throw your sculpture in the river. And I turned around and I said, that could probably be the best thing that ever happened to me. Right, yeah. Oh, my God. If the yeah. good dude... And, and I said, and be honest with you, he ain't going to... I bolted into concrete. He ain't right. going to be pushing shit off of anything. Right. But if somebody took your sculpture, a big fucking 14-foot sculpture, and pushed it into the river, yeah. I think I'd get a little press. Yeah. A <laughs> little bit. A <laughs> little bit. 
So I was just like, I was just like, you know, I was just like, God, I hope he uses his fucking knees, not yeah, his yeah. back when he lifts that yeah. thing. He's really gonna hurt. Yeah. I don't. Vandals don't deserve to be crippled. Knee limber. But it was crazy. I mean, it was, it was crazy, and and that was a crazy experience, and and nothing happened to it, obviously. But I, every time I've gone down there looking at sculpture, I get some dude wearing like a, you know, a, a veteran of foreign wars hat come up to me and he says, "This is what our tax dollars are going to," and I and I said, "No, Jesus. this is this is all." No one tax dollars have gone to the peak school. Like, I get paid for shit. Take it easy, dude. Yeah, I, I take it on the chin for this fucking right. sculpture, you know. So I, there's a lot of people who are just angry for being they they were being angry. And the bottom line with the dude was he was angry. He was angry. He had his buddy had told me that we're firefighters and we had to pay full boat to rent the space. And you think that we would get a break because we're volunteer firefighters and they'll pay us. There was a sense that they saw entitlement. They saw like what was right is right. I mean, I I'm not. I don't. I wasn't. I didn't think the guy was an asshole. I thought the guy was angry, and I didn't understand why he was so angry. So, you know, I was about to say, listen, dude, you, your friend told me you got 200 people. I didn't say this, but I was thinking it was it would have been a good Schwarzenegger. I was like, I understand you got 200 people coming. What, I mean, you got to worry about me. Once you start cooking your burgers, you know, yeah. you just got service coming up in 15 minutes. Don't worry about fucking me and my stupid right. sculpture. But it was a crazy experience, and, and it made me decide that public art, I don't fucking like it. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying it now, but if someone gives me the opportunity, I'm just going to jump at it. But, but it's like, it is, it, I, I've heard not good things. You know, I, I had, you know, some kid, when I was working on it, some kid asked me, what, what am I doing, and what is that? And it was much more, it wasn't like, oh, that's neat. It's just this box with these beautiful yeah, birds yeah, yeah. on it with this thing. It was more along the lines of, people don't like, I don't think public art, is the funny thing is if you go to a gallery, you go to a museum or something like that, you're expecting to see art. When you're in a normal right. place and you see something that's not necessarily what the normal person a normal person would refer to art is, it irritates them. So Well, I mean here I think about it, you know, it's like it's like playing your music loud or something like that. You know, it's like if you're gonna yeah. watch you know, if you're gonna complain about something it has to be kind of a public thing. Well, it's, you know? it's weird. I mean... Like, public things are in your face, whether you like it or not. Right. Where private stuff, like, you go to a museum, you go to a museum because you like art. No, you of course. You go to a park, right. you don't really want to see You're art. getting your you demo. Just, yeah. When somebody goes to a gallery, that's the demo you want. You're looking for someone who knows that they're going into a place and they're looking at sculpture. Right. Or art. What are they, right, they, right. they know what they're going to get their hands on. You just got caught in a bad timing. It, was, the, it the, was a great experience. I mean, at the time, it, it, shocked, it, it depressed me for the rest of the day, to be honest with you, because the guy was very aggressive. Yeah. I, he wasn't aggressive towards me, and to be honest with you, anything happens to that sculpture, I really don't care. I'm not really like, it's not something that... It's I'm not like, like the diver one who took like... Eight years to build. Yeah, this isn't something that, like, if, if it gets damaged, I'm not going to be worried about it. I'm, I'm not really going to care. Right. And if someone tags it, it might look cool. I fucking hope somebody tags it. I mean, I, I, I'm hoping for something, you know. But at the same time, it's like, you can't get, I mean, it's something so valuable to you, you can't put it in a public space and, and hope that nothing happens. I mean, I think right, I drove right, past right. it and there was, like, a beer bottle on top, which is fine yeah. by me. Yeah, That's yeah. the way it is. This is... How you know public art living in the right, world? Right, but right. be honest with you, I don't like it. I don't like. I don't like. I, I, it is. It is arrogant. It is arrogant of me to have something in somebody's fucking. I mean, it's in the. It's, when I say it's in a good spot, I mean it's fucking. It's in the middle of the fucking view of the mountains. Yeah. And if someone don't like it, then they can. They can say, oh, "God, I just want to." 
I want to look at the mountains. Now I got to look at this damn thing. You know, I, I don't blame somebody for the feeling that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, it is it is very. I don't know. It's very uh, crazy that I would say hey, you got to look at my sculpture in your face, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. You know. So, but that was the story. It was. Funny. It's funny now. I mean, I knew at the time. I was depressed. I was sitting on the couch for like hours. Oh, going over it in my mind, going over it in my mind. Yeah, your and, Facebook post is funny. It was just like, guys, anyone to throw it in? Fuck. Yeah. Peak skill. Yeah, it was like, it was depressing. <laughs> I was really depressed. I mean, it, it, was, it, was a hard, it was a hard one. But at the same time, I knew that after time, I, the, the other thing I thought of the first thing is I can't wait to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, I know. But, you know, time has passed. But, you know, so that's my peak skill yeah. project experience. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, lear- it's a, a good learning experience, I yeah. guess. Um, so, uh, you know, I think we should just do, we should do some fuck yous. I, because uh, I'm yeah. sure you got a bunch of them. I do have a fuck you. I, can you actually say your fuck you? You can't, what? can you? Which one? We were, you were just talking about it. Uh, you can't do that, I can, can do, I could figure out a way no, to do that no. one. But I got a funny thing. I, I, I think I you might have, get in trouble if you do that one. I do have a funny fuck you story. And... This made me feel very bad. I was at a party recently at a neighbor's house, and uh, he told me that one of his guests, who I know, made a complete, uh, ha- was like a little bit too drunk and did these terribly, terribly awful things. And what, his wife rape a dog or something. No, no, I mean not terribly, terribly, but he was drunk and he made some threatens, threats, and said some things to some people. There was he was just like his wife had to take him out. So we were sitting around and. He was telling me these, all these crazy stories, and then I decided I would tell a crazy story about him because I have a crazy story about it. After five minutes of everybody listening to these funny stories, I mean, it turns with your funny stories. So, so you know, you're sitting oh, you're around. Losing, you're losing me. What's going on? You're talking about these funny stories about a dude, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, after you tell a story about this funny, it's a funny story about the guy, I tell a story about the funny guy, and it's, it's all like a roast. These, you know, we're roasting this dude. Well, right, sure. his wife walks up to the driveway and says, Your voice is Carrie. Thanks for inviting me. That's really fucked up. And walk. So she heard the whole. She heard all of us blasting her husband. So <laughs> I, it was really bad. And I was just like, I said, it was really bad, and, and I felt terrible about when it. Was, for, when was this? This was a couple weeks ago, oh, and it was bad. It That's was really hardcore. like, and it made me, and it made me depress me because we were we tore this dude apart. And and, and the thing is, is he could he could have been he could have heard it. Or hopefully he was drunk and he passed out, and his wife just decided she heard it, but just decided. I mean, what kind of what kind of mental patient would tell your husband? Oh yeah, your fucking neighbors were blasting you. Uh, I thought I'd wake you up to tell you. you know? Oh, oh, it was neighbors. It yeah, wasn't like it was a... neighbors. Oh, okay. So it wasn't friends of ours. It was neighbors. Right, right. Oh. But it was like it was very uncomfortable, and I felt bad about it. And I and I really started to think about it. maybe I shouldn't do all these fuck yous. I think that I should try to keep the kind of neighborhood shit talk to a minimum. But I will do one good fuck you. Uh-huh. I made something for someone who was something, and <laughs> I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. I did a good job. I tried to be a good guy. He was kind of a thing, and fuck you. That's it. See, I figured it out. You did. It was I figured it out. Totally vague. Yeah, it completely totally vague. I love he, well, no he, he may or may not listen to the podcast. He might. He might. You're in trouble. Yeah. He'll never figure it out. Um, He's too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any fucking. No, 
I, fu- I actually have a fuck you to myself or not. Oh, you know, every time I fuck wagon. you to myself, to me, you always say, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I don't really have any fuck How yous. about a fuck you to anybody in the news? I, I, I like the fuck yous to the news people. How about I don't fuck have any you fucking to, time to watch how about, No, I mean, just like in, in general and no, what's going on in the I world. No, I have no... How I about literally fuck, don't know. How about fuck, I just... I had to read... I had to, our, our internet in Long Island is so bad. There's no cell phone service where we're at. So we just barely get spotty internet. And, I could uh, do a couple I'm trying, I was trying to read the line-by-line line of the Obama-Romney I hear it was boring. Thing. It was really boring. It was all about, like, you know, data and, and, and percentages and, and blah, blah, blah. They said it was, it was likened to, like, some, like, math professor talking with a business professor and nobody in the middle understanding a word there. Do you, do you think people, who do you think is going to win? Obama. Let's do our prediction. I think though. Obama will win by the skin of his fucking teeth. Do you think the skin of his teeth? I'm yeah. hearing. I'm hearing it's not so skin of his teeth. No. I mean, the I last of elections that, is that, always... but that that do you really talk think you just had? Do you really think people want a Mormon president? Do you think the Christians want a Mormon? They don't give a shit. They're looking. You think that they Mormon. don't get? You think they don't? You really think they are? I don't They're think they are. Mormon. I don't think they are. I don't think they can handle it. They believe he believes in Jesus, right? Does he? Is, is he, that a real Jesus? Is he, Mormons if, Jesus? I yeah, think, it is. I think it is Jesus, but it's different, isn't it? But it's isn't different it? Jesus. It's, but but I, I gotta tell you, I think the <coughs> Christian Jesus and the Catholic Jesus and the Protestant Jesus, those are all different Jesus. Mm. This is multi-Jesus. Yeah, I, you know, I don't... I don't know. You know I mean, this is a big fuck you to Jesus. Look. Fuck that guy. Jesus had a... The Jesus, fuck out of poor Jesus had a wife, trying to find out. Yeah. Miserable. Yeah. He's miserable as his old wife. Fucking guy. I mean, I'm learning Bible okay. shit now because we're working on the Bible. How, did you hear that Julian Assange is going to get fucking extradited from Ecuador? Who? Julian Assange, the WikiLeaks. Really? He is They're making it. a movie about him, so fuck you. Dude, he, this, whole, this whole thing is such a crock. Julian Assange is getting cornholed. Whatever. I mean, he's, it's fine. He just, he just tapped he's, it. He just broke into a couple of networks that he shouldn't have. He's, a fuck, he's, gonna, he's, a, he's about to... He's great, though. I love him. Yeah, I think well, he's awesome. I but he's going to get his fucking wax pushed. When yeah, he gets, and then Anonymous is going to come save his ass. I don't think they are. They got the Zetas they're going to do. Yeah, with. but he's, he's kind of the king of the... He's kind of like... He takes the Anonymous and just basically bitch slaps him. I think I want to give a big fuck you to someone in the, in the media, but I just don't know who. It's okay. You don't have to. Maybe, well, maybe they don't deserve it. I mean, Bill O'Reilly deserves it every day, but fuck that guy. Well, I, I, it just seems like I, I don't, I don't have any real fuck yous. I that's guess. fine. We I think that's good. Buddy. I think you know, life is good. It's good. We should do some. We should plugs. do some uh, plugs and and uh, get the fuck out of here. This is a what? good was, podcast. It's good. I, I actually, I kind of want to plug myself. I want to plug my movie. I had a conversation the other night. Is it a Bollywood movie about Jaws? No, that's great. So good. Anyway, no, it was it was a conversation with some ILM guys, friends of mine, and we were talking about, you know, what we're doing, and we really want to be in the business, and how business is kind of killing us, and it's tough, it's grinding, blah blah blah. And they're like, "Well, I just want to make movies." I was like, "Yeah, well, I want to make a movie," and I was like, "I have a movie that I want to make, blah blah blah, my short film," and then I got more pumped on it like that. And I've been working with Josh next door, yeah, our our Stormalight guy. Because he's directing a fucking Soundgarden video next really? week. Really? Next weekend he's directing. Damn, he's, that's a strong move. So it's just it's nuts. Like it was just so insane how fast it's going to go. So I got some people hooked up with him and and uh, and uh, helping him out. And you guys I can't gonna, be there. You guys are going to go into business together. I got a feeling. I'd love to shoot videos with him, but he's 
So he's I, great on the podcast too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, this is, but this is just my impression of Josh. No, fuck, <laughs> dude, <laughs> fuck, fuck. It's great. I love it. I fucking love Josh. Uh, fuck. So okay. yeah, I guess I want to plug. I would. I just want to plug Josh for for a for effort for doing this fucking. He's he's a, he's one of my favorite new neighbors. Yeah. he's the best. Yeah. Love Josh. Good luck to Josh and Storm the Lion. So yeah. It's, He's got a video for his own band that he wants to do, which would be fun, which we're going to definitely do together. Oh, but, cool. You're going to work yeah. with him. That's but, uh, but the Soundgarden thing is just nuts. Uh, they have to do it in a week. They have, to, they have to get all the costumes, all the actors. I'm trying to get the actors together. And, oh, man. So you got a piece of that. Mm. Help. I'm just, I'm just doing it for shits and giggles. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I just want to help the kid yeah, out. Yeah, I feel yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Just, you got to do all this shit. And I have, I'm literally on set every day with like seven, you know, 70 people who are the top of their field. Right. And they're like, hey, you want a casting director? We'll ask her because she casted Goodfellas and you're know, like, oh, uh, hi. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So here's a big plug to Josh. Yeah, big plug to Josh. And I just, you know. Josh Graham. Josh Graham's Dermalay, who's doing the new Soundgarden video, the first Soundgarden video that's been done in, in years since like fucking Spoon Man or something like that. So it's, uh, it'll be cool. And hopefully, you know, he'll nail it, which he will. And um, and then uh, and that's it. I'm I'm done plugging. I'd I like to this. plug Gleason's Good Pizza. Oh yeah, new new new, new restaurant new, in Peekskill. Uh, it's dynamite. Place to go, really good. Oh, yeah. got owners. I'd like to do a pre plug for for our man Patrick Conlon's tattoo parlor. That's right. That's going to open up in the city in Peekskill. He finally made it. That shit passed. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's going to be signing his. Lease, least, and he's right. calling it speakeasy tattoo, right? Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Something so, like that. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to give a big plug to them, and yeah. I'd also like to give a big plug to Netflix. Okay. For taking on Sherlock, the right. BBC amazing series. Okay. Sherlock. Right. Got to watch Sherlock. Okay. Fucking awesome. Okay. That's about it. I like to. I figured out something else to do, but. No, that's it. I think we'll it was a strong. Off. I think it's it was strong, a strong, hard, and and. You know. I think you're right. You know, the past ten of them, we've been like, oh, my life, and this is like a sesh. But we start fucking going full blast, both yeah, barrels yeah. into into the world. Yeah, we went straight into felching in oh. like a minute and a half, butt chugging all the way. <laughs> but ch- now, now we have to finish by doing Arnold Schwarzenegger line. <laughs> Come on, Nico. You can't get anything for free. I'll be back. Ow! <laughs> This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Makers.